Hello, governors, ladies, figures of the night. You clicked on it, so now you stop listening to it. A rando shots podcast with your right proper other human rando shot as your host. A socialist with champagne taste. Respect all the ways of the people with a mouthful of water. Nothing is better, nothing is wetter. Nothing can beat what you're about to listen to. So keep the downloads coming. The insults fucking flying. Sparing all expense in the machinations you're about to hear. And remember to keep your knickers untwisted and settle the price of your trainers. Because we at the Randall Shorts Podcast don't fucking care. Welcome to the carnival that is world geopolitics and all its inner machinations. I am your host, lovely, dashing, irresistible, stupid, and intelligent, capable and incapable as I am. Rando Shots. Appreciate you joining the mob on this wonderful and lovely day. The climate crisis is ever growing, governments are not progressing, the people are starving for content and maybe even food. Shelter is unknown. The future is completely uncertain, though scientists and Fallout developers have some ideas. But we are here in the now, and you lucky listeners have the right to listen to me travel about like a commoner on the affairs of the powerful, rich, famous, corrupt, backstabbing, polished, disheveled, and absolute fools that are those we call leaders. Do not fret. I will tell you nothing of their sort, because I am of you, the people, and that, oh, that you can bet, will make your listening experience great. Though if you are of legal age, a shot or two, blunt or bong, locked away sitting on a toilet, as you listen will definitely help, as well as grunting noises and pushing. All right, enough of this opening. Now time to turn things over to myself in front of the microphone. Hope you enjoy. And remember, Rando Shot's catchphrase, because we live in a capitalist society. What's up, folks? Members of the young, old, middle-aged, and wanting some reform? Hope you're having a good time, thriving and surviving. And if you're not, then no problem. Most of us aren't. It's a daily struggle, but you are not alone because you are in the mob, and we take care of each other. So make sure you check on your friends. Make sure you make sure they're all right. Make sure you take time for yourself away from the world. Make sure you put down that phone. Hell, make sure you even cut off this podcast if you're listening and need a break. Take care of yourself. Seriously, take care of yourself. 
Uh, so let's dive into the bullshit. Okay. Firstly, our next episode uh, for the narrative podcast will be on what millennials want the most and is Gen Z doomed? So stay tuned for that subject. I'm either going to piss a lot of people off or I'm going to make a lot of people agree with me. But uh, hey, the mob speaks and can discuss among themselves on the topic and whether it was right or not. Um, so on to the onto the good stuff of this mob talk episode. The World Cup has begun, and yes, oh yes, best believe it is another worldwide sporting event spread out over a week or however long it is covered. And it's, it's fucking mired in controversy. It's just covered in it. So, uh, Qatar is a country with a population that is less than like a million people, I think. Um, and it's the location for this year's, or this fucking four-year play of the fucking World Cup. Um... Their low population and size might leave many people to not feel per se intimidated or think much of the company or of the country, not company. Um, it's got less than like a million people that are legitimate Qataris. Um, and it makes hella money off of oil and gas. And this, you know, has led to good lives for many of its civilians, practically most actual Qatari citizens. Um, majority of the men, um, keyword there is men, because it is a theocratic government, uh, monarchy, I believe, with uh, a somewhat strict approach to um, Islam. But the keyword, yeah, is men. Um, they have cushy government jobs in most cases and they make very very good money like poverty is poverty is not much of a thing so since most people are doing that you know there's not a lot of internal kind of lower labor workforce it's not like you know there's a group of people who basically are working in construction just because they have no choice but to work in construction, but it at least pays somewhat decent. It's not, you know, a bunch of Qataris working at, you know, a f- massive network of franchise fucking McDonald's. It's a lot of people living in relative wealth. So a lot of Qatar's um, workforces are either expats for kind of like the middle labor, like the middle labor work. And then you have an import of humans that do the lower labor work, the construction, the yard work, the factory work, uh, working the oil and gas stations um, and pumps and, you know, all this stuff. The, The low end, no one wants to do fucking work that's not really paid well. And they're an import. They are. They're they're a fucking import for the nation of Qatar. 
because like I said, they most people don't do lower end jobs. They make too much money. Um, most of these people come from places like Nepal, India, you know, the Philippines, kind of like the southeast and western parts of Asia. Um, and they basically just kind of your experience as a worker from those countries in Qatar is really based on the employment company that you get brought in by. And usually, in most cases, these employment companies are fucking garbage. They treat humans like garbage. So they get these hard labor work contracts, which basically amount to fucking slavery because you, you know, if your boss wants, they could take away your passport, prevent you from leaving, they can have you arrested. They could withhold paychecks. You basically become just a non-existent being. You know, if you don't basically work like a fucking slave. And they house these people in these just piss poor fucking facilities outside of their cities. Many of them don't have hot water. It's like eight guys to a fucking apartment that's built for like two people. The bathrooms are just in a poor ass miserable states. It's fucked. It's a it's it's a really fucked up situation. Okay. And these immigrants, these low labor individuals are the ones who built the stadiums over the past like I think ten years since Qatar knew it was gonna be hosting the World Cup. Um, they're the ones who build up the city's infrastructure. They're the ones who do all the shit that makes Qatar gleam and shine. Because at the end of the day, the rich and the powerful, they never do shit other than say yes or no to things and provide the money that convinces everyone else to do the things. That's it. That is it. Everyone else puts in the hard fucking work. If you are a lower individual, you're the one who puts in the fucking hard work. Now, there are some circumstances of obviously like self-made wealthy individuals but it's it's self-made in the sense that they exchange exploitation of their labor for something else so you got like athletes like lebron james cristiano ronaldo lionel messi uh people like that who make millions and millions of fucking dollars and it's technically their own making because they have to put in the work but at the end of the day these billionaires who own the teams they play for are the ones who are making a much larger profit. But that's not the case in Qatar, okay? The case in Qatar is these people are basically used like slaves. And they have they are the entire reason that this World Cup is possible for Qatar. Because they've built a shit ton of stadiums, I think like eight or ten for the World Cup. They've built some more hotels, they've expanded their infrastructure, designed out a much larger metro system to handle the you know capacity um and they've just done everything the only thing the qatarians have done at least the leadership is basically provide the funds but the funds is basically more for the resources of building shit and setting up things and researching stuff rather than is paying the people who fucking work who came to your country expecting to get good work that they could send back home the money from and live at least somewhat decent lives compared to where they came from in a supposed very wealthy 
very powerful nation despite their size but these abuses they aren't like the only problem with the world cup either because you know it's a strict religious based monarchical setup in Qatar um and this just opens a can to a lot a lot of marginalization a lot of oppression a lot of stripping of individuality a lot of harassment of individuals it's just not a good setup it's not a good place it's not a it's a it's a, it's, it's a human rights violation waiting to happen once you step off the plane if you're not a Qatarian citizen, regardless of where the fuck you're from, it's a human rights violation waiting to happen. Okay, if someone told me you could get $50 billion tomorrow if you go to Qatar for five minutes, all you gonna do is step off the fucking plane. There'll be armed guards around you and everything and all that shit. I'd still say fucking no. Still say no. Okay, members of the LGBTQ plus community basically are practically overwhelmingly so afraid to go that there will be no kind of real existence of them at this year's World Cup, at least physically. Outside, I guess, the players, maybe the coaches and stuff like that. There'll be a few fans, but they're the ones who got the biggest of balls regardless of where you stand in that lettering you have the biggest of balls i wouldn't go like they will arrest you over there just for wearing a rainbow colored shirt let alone you know thinking about just licking the ass of someone from the same gender so i big props to those who have gone um to kind of spit in their face and dare them but it wouldn't be me and you know Qatar itself just overall was a bad choice I mean let's be real just like the Olympics and shit the World Cup is just like you know a capitalist money bag and you know, the person who puts in the most in it basically gets to hold it every four years who, who gives the most to fifa or the olympic committee or whatever basically gets to host these shits every four years and they they pick them they pick them out like every i don't know like six years or so for the 10 years out or some bullshit and it's basically just who gave them the most money. Like several of the FIFA executives that basically make the, the collective of like, I think it's like 20 people that select each, you know, host nation. Like several of them admitted and are being pursued or have indictments from the FBI that they took a billion or a million fucking dollar, you know, payoffs basically to vote for Qatar. Okay, it's as simple as that. If you got a million dollars, and your you know government is not as scrutinized by the people for what it does with the money you can basically buy a world cup for like you know barely 10 million dollars probably now i'm not saying like don't hold the world cup but at the very fucking least stop giving it to really 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 shitty nations okay 
whether they're shitty in the terms of living conditions, shitty in the terms of like social standards, or just shitty in general. Stop giving it to nations that are shitty. Okay, there are, there are not many, but there are several nations out there that have some better fucking standing. Okay, and it might make the World Cup stale because you're having it in the same place over and fucking over and over and over and over. But I don't really give a shit. At least no one has to worry about going there to see the games and participate in something that's supposed to be a gathering moment for the world. I mean, you can maybe pick a permanent fucking site or something. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the solution is, to be honest. But the World Cup is fucked. It's a fucked situation this year. Um, they banned like the drinking or whatever, like a few days before. Apparently, Budweiser and several other companies are gonna sue FIFA for breach of contract. They, uh, you know, put all these rules and regulations around basically um, journalists and whatnot. They told the players that they couldn't wear one love armbands. Um, they've been trying to curb several groups of players that have been trying to protest, you know, the way people are treated in Iran, the Russian war. It's, it's just not a, and when you're a player or whatever in these countries, you might say to yourself like, oh, well, you know, nothing's going to happen. This is supposed to be this time period where they're, this, the country's supposed to make itself look good, right? And the leadership is supposed to make that clear to the authorities. But the problem is at the end of the day, just because you stepped into someone's house and they cleaned it for your arrival, that doesn't mean they got all the fucking dust and goddamn shit behind the couch that you're about to sit on so it's it's not it's not a fucking fun experience regardless of the supposed atmosphere there's always that hanging fucking concern of if you say something wrong if you yourself are wrong you could just you know be arrested disappear get shot get killed anything so it's just a fuck situation. Um, just the whole host country shit. It's the building blocks are fucked. But you know, of course there are celebrities that are promoting the you know FIFA, the World Cup. Um, one of those is David Beckham. He got a fucking supposed fat bag. About around $270 million over 10 years, apparently. Supposedly. At least. Um, so, of course, you know, he's sipping the Kool-Aid. He's talking about how Qatar is such a great place. He's done these promotional videos, these documentaries. And he just, like, repeats the same shit over the fuck over and over and over and over and over. About how he loves Qatar, loves this, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's getting $270-something million fucking dollars. Of course, he's going to say that. You know, this isn't a, you know, get your bag king moment, okay? Because you're getting the bag from a dirty ass motherfucking house. And that money is built off the lives of people who basically had no choice in it. So moving on to our next, next story. Um... In other news, there is a student loan pause again that is being extended 
to June 30th, I believe, of 2023, uh, which will give the Supreme Court enough time to basically hear cases on the whole program. Because um, Republicans, they like to play the culture war and prevent everyone who applied from student, for student loan forgiveness from getting money back from the government. And the government has the power to give away and moreover isn't giving away, but clearing debt owed by the people to the federal government that serves the people and owes every dime it has and makes to the people. And just that entire statement right there just shows you how stupid it is that this is not a thing. Like that student loan forgiveness is being paused. Because it's, it's, it is our money, okay? It is the people's fucking money. That is the money that the government fucking uses. It's not using it for the right shit. Don't try and convince yourself that it is. Majority of the fucking social services and infrastructure and whatnot, they don't get enough fucking funding in this country. Most of our fucking money goes towards war, bullshit, and war. And to cover the cost of the rich not paying their fair fucking share. That is where a majority of our fucking money goes to. So, in other words, to those Republicans who are challenging this shit, launching legal cases across God knows how many fucking states, using those people's fucking money to fund these bullshit-ass motherfucking targeted fucking attacks against a program that is necessary, okay? Okay, this is the largest fucking debt trap the country currently has is student loans and when biden simply tried to not even forgive all of it it's not even all of it just twenty thousand dollars of it it was too much for them like just let that sit in it's not even all of it 20-something thousand dollars. And it's only 20,000 if your ass has a specific set of fucking loans. It's 10,000 if you don't. And that 10,000 still has to be federal loans. So in other words, fuck Republicans. Fuck Republican legislators. They are fucking pieces of shit. Meanwhile, did you know majority of those motherfuckers got PPE loans for their companies, for their businesses, whatever, and guess what? They got forgiven. Mm-hmm. They got forgiven. So they're hypocritical fucking assholes. I hope that you all applied. If you have any student loans, I know I did. Because as we currently speak, the website is, or at least the ability to apply is, is currently off while the legislation is being challenged. Um, Biden stated, according to CNN, you know, I'm completely confident my plan is legal, said President Joe Biden in a video posted to Twitter Tuesday, referencing his student loan forgiveness program. But it isn't fair to ask tens of millions of borrowers eligible for relief to resume their student loan debt payments uh, while the court considers a lawsuit. So that's why the extension is there. Because 
he's like, well, there are people who didn't apply. After, you know, we cut down, the, we cut off the website, the ability to apply. And I don't think it's fair that even the people who did apply or didn't apply should have to pay, start paying again, if, you know, it takes the Supreme Court three, four fucking goddamn years to do this bullshit. And by the way, it's costing, it's costing the taxpayers more and more money the longer that they cause delays to this shit, right? It's costing more and more money. The pauses from 2022 to now cost about $155 billion, which it's not really a cost. It's more money that just kind of has to be wiped off the books because it's debt that's already paid for. You're just paying that money back to the government for having paid it. So in a sense, it is free college, except for the factor of the government decides to be the middleman rather than the end result. But um, I think this is a good move. It's, this is a good move by Biden. Um, good on Sleepy Joe to pause this shit and to basically stand his ground and be like, no, I'm going to fight this shit because he's right. It is on, it is his authority legally to fucking do this. Um, so the pause is out to June 30th and we'll resume 60 days after that when the litigation and whatnot over the loan relief should be, you know, over. Because um, they're hoping that the Supreme Court basically handles this shit while they're currently in term. Um, they obviously operate saying um, way too goddamn much. <laughs> I apologize for anyone that has an um issue. I I'm working on it. But the Supreme Court is currently in term. Uh, with I did it. I did it the fuck again. Wow, fuck me. The Supreme Court is in term with new Judge Kataji Brown Jackson. And they'll be in term until, I believe, June 30th. And so the hope is that they look at the case, confirm Joe's right to do this, Joe Biden's. And this whole thing is just fucking water under the bridge and the thing can start back over. And, and you know, Republicans are missing the mark on this one. Okay, which they always are. They always are when it comes to removing debt, giving away money, or making it easier for those who cannot afford to do something to be able to do it. They always miss the mark. But this one's big because of its impact. The largest debt America fucking has, America collectively has, is in student loans. It's like in the trillions of dollars. So why not ride on the same boat? They can, if they'd have told fucking Herschel Walker to say he was for fucking student loan debt relief, who knows? His ass might have fucking won. So they're missing the mark. Especially with, you know, some 27 million people they believe applied to the program. So it's a, it's a big topic. It's a big topic. It's a voting topic. It's a topic that affects the masses down below, all more or less in a general agreement. 
the motherfuckers who say shit like I don't want my taxes to go towards you know some 22 year old studying uh, gender studies and so and so okay fuck her one her degrees probably in goddamn accounting everybody's got a fucking degree in accounting these days or she's some bullshit ass business major or some fuck ass obscure fucking bullshit that does not fucking matter that she paid for or whatever it doesn't it's a, that's a bullshit concept i spoke about this on the previous episode i think it was like the second episode of the podcast about college costs and all this bullshit it's bullshit that entire argument is bullshit okay and at the end of the day if student loans are no longer a thing become no longer a thing you benefit just as much as the fucking poorest class person in the fucking country this is a net profit benefit for the united states you get more educated people more people who can make more money and those two equal up to goddamn four two plus motherfucking two this is not a fucking divisive goddamn subject smack anyone that says that it is because it's bullshit and that's why I, i'm gonna be honest i think i think that move boosted democrats chances in the midterm because all the polls we're basically screaming red wave. Not just Republican polls, but Democrat polls, independent polls. The shit was screaming a red wave. And I think Biden doing the student loan forgiveness program and then the Republicans challenging it in a lot of cases leading up to the midterm through legal means, through just talking about it at fucking rallies. It turned a lot of people, the people who basically secured the election, the youth, off it turned us the fuck off but democrats they muffed it too okay because they didn't make the move much bigger than just what they did because they should have because college you know it should be free it should be provided by the government because at the end of the day like i said it's a net fucking benefit okay if you get a more educated society you get more advances more research more more progress quickly and in the term of getting that more progress, more advancement, more research, you get individuals who make more and more money. And when they make more and more motherfucking money, they can all be more and more good, good fucking goddamn consumers. And the good old capitalist fucking economic train can continue fucking rolling on with no issue. But they don't want to do that because at the end of the day, those who make the laws and legislation, they're the people at the top or they're run and owned by the people at the top. Money here, money there. And if those people at the top feel like anyone below, other than a few fucking rapscallions, a few pieces of shit, a few motherfucking homeless people that get put off the goddamn street can come the fuck up and join them at some point just because they got a education now, that shit scares the fuck out of them. They don't want it. It scares the fuck out of them. Dude, put a rich person, put like an old established rich person into a room with nothing but strangers i won't even say homeless put an old established rich motherfucker in a room with 50 fucking like 25 to 40 year old people who make somewhere of an average about around sixty thousand dollars a year and they don't even give a fuck that the, that the old motherfucking rich bastard is standing there he will feel so uncomfortable despite no one giving a fuck that he is there. 
Why? Because they don't like being around the fucking mob. They don't like being around the rabble rousal, the people that they believe aren't, you know, of their standing, right? You gotta have this fucking air of nobility about you. So that's why they don't want, you know, they don't want any of this. They don't want a hint of this because in their mind, they're just like, dude, this is a fucking domino. You do still loan forgiveness. This is a fucking domino, even if it's just $20,000, which is not much for a lot of people. I know some people, some friends who are close to me that have like a hundred twenty thousand hundred thirty thousand dollars in student loans if you're saying oh well they got to be a fucking doctor by now they of course they, you know they're gonna be a lawyer or this and that and they're gonna make all this money back and you would be in a way right but do you know how long it's gonna take them to make that money back okay by the time the interest gets done and they fully fucking paid that shit off They will have probably paid about around 300 grand on their student loans. If not more. So. It's bullshit. Make it fucking free. Don't stand in the way of fucking progress. And yes, this is the goddamn domino. Because you know goddamn well it's just going to pop up again. And probably one more time. And after the third time. In like 20 something years, there'll be a caucus in the fucking Senate and the Republic and the House that'll say, fuck it, we gotta stop addressing this every eight, nine years, and let's just fucking make it all free. So, on to our next story the girl who accused a black male and his son of stealing her phone after she left it somewhere. Um, at a hotel in New York. Just because it was a similar looking iPhone. Is pleading guilty on a guilty plea. A plea deal. Um, according to CNN. The charge is unlawful imprisonment. In the second degree as a hate crime. Not gonna lie. If I was that, you know, that 14 year old boy. Me and her will be throwing hands. Regardless of what my dad says or how she tries to intervene or how he tries to intervene, me and this bitch are throwing hands, okay? Because she is a fucking demon for what she did. Like, I know some of you have seen the fucking video, and it's fucked. It is. Because that dad was basically extremely worried about his son because she was coming at them. She was coming at them like she was the fucking, you know, the plantation owner's wife. That's how she was coming at them. And like he was like the 14 year old kid was a damn slave of hers that had, you know, dropped some fucking eggs. It was insane. She was putting hands on them and all this bullshit. And the dad just kept saying, no, you will not do that. Trying to push her away. Fuck that. Push that bitch to a goddamn window. All the windows in that lobby should be all right. Should be cut up. It should be all right. Fuck that shit. Don't touch people. I think once you touch people, I feel like fucking, you know, the gloves are fucking off. Now, with this guilty plea, you know, this is what she now has to go through. Uh, the plea deal requires Ponsetto 23 to follow the probation terms for a separate case in California, attend counseling, and avoid further criminal incidents. 
If she doesn't comply, Ponsetto could go to prison for up to four years, prosecutors said. But if she successfully follows those terms, she can replete the felony charge to a misdemeanor charge of aggravated harassment in the second degree. I think they're letting her off easy. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not enough in my fucking opinion. Like I said, the bitch laid hands. Okay, she laid fucking hands on a 14-year-old child. And I think she was 21 or 22, which is fucking old enough. Throw a fucking assault of a minor in there. Throw a few more fucking felonies. Throw a just all by itself goddamn hate crime, not attached to anything, just a fucking hate crime charge. Because that's what it was. How many people in that fucking lobby do you think had goddamn iPhones? If you've seen the video, there's like 30 people in this fucking lobby. How many of them do you think had fucking iPhones? But she just goes up to the fucking little 14 year old goddamn black boy and goes, that's my iPhone. And then starts harassing the boy and his father. She got off too easy with this plea deal. I don't think she should have been allowed to take a fucking plea deal. The bitch was caught in four fucking K. And then she proceeded to go on the news like 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 two, three days fucking later on like Good Morning America and shit and, and, and fucking hold up her goddamn ignorance. As if it was... As if, as if she was the shit. Like her shit don't stink. This is too easy. This plea deal is way too fucking easy. What would I have done? If I was the goddamn judge, jury, and executioner? Simple. Fuck the threat of jail for four years. Your ass is going to jail for at least one. Then you're going to come out and be on probation. You will attend counseling. And any further criminal incidents that amount to a felony charge or a high-level misdemeanor, your ass is going to jail for fucking four years. That's what I would do. That's me. Because this is easy. The bitch doesn't have no jail time outside of the fucking booking case she had whenever this incident took place. And whenever someone could post her fucking bond, which I think it was like literally like the following day or two days later, this is not enough. It just was not enough, in, in my opinion. Like this shit could have gotten way out of fucking hand. There's three factors upon which this shit could have got out of hand. Factor number one, crazy ass, let's be honest crazy ass white girl accuses black kid of taking her phone and gets into a physical altercation with the father if a cop that's having a bad fucking day or shares similar ignorant viewpoints of hers shows up this could result in the father fucking getting shot this could result in the kid getting shot this could result in jail for two individuals who are innocent and not complicit of anything this could have resulted in millions of fucking dollars for the New York Police Department had to pay out and fucking fees for, you know, false imprisonment, etc. and whatnot. Okay, that's the first way this could have gone bad. Just because she was a fucking psychotic screaming 
being honest, white person. Okay? What if the father did something wrong? What if the moment he saw her put his, her hands aggressively on, her, on his 14-year-old son, he did what every father would do normally in those cases if they weren't being logical and thinking? What if he struck her so hard that this bitch went to sleep until fucking 2050? Hmm? You probably see him go to jail with a charge. And you'd probably hear some judge saying some bullshit trying to talk this man of. No matter what happens in situations like that, you must show your boy how to be an adult, blah, 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 and be calm and cool. No, she came into a fucking lobby, didn't know a goddamn person there, and just looked for iPhones, and then saw an iPhone in the hand of a black kid, and just assumed it was fucking hers. And I don't remember the details, but I think it was like in a fucking Uber or some shit. And of course it was. She's one of these dumbass fucking valley girls that just thinks every turd she's had since the first turd was made of goddamn gold. Okay, that's the second way it could have fucked up. The dad could have literally sent this bitch into fucking the next goddamn century with a hit. The third way this could have gone out which would have, in my opinion, kind of been like the most fucking tragic, was the boy could have responded. Could have did what I said I would have done. Got physical with this bitch. Then the boy could have gone to goddamn jail and had this negative light painted on him that would have possibly ruined his fucking life. He probably could have gotten misdemeanor charges or felony charges. And yeah, because he's a minor, it would be sealed and all this bullshit and yada, yada, yada. But it was a very fucking viral public story. One that he would not be able to get rid, get away from. And one that could have resulted in his death, even if it was a simple touch as well. Again, if the two black individuals in the situation would have fucking, as they say, acted black. And sent this bitch to fucking see the Sandman for 30 goddamn years. They would have been dead even though she was the one who carried out the ignorance and initiated the contact. So I think this plea deal is bullshit. She's someone that you need to teach, teach a lesson. You need to put them at the bottom as quick as fucking possible. Otherwise, they're just going to be a goddamn terror for a lot of fucking people that don't look like them. But I guess, you know, if she activates her fucking Karen mode, she evolves again before she gets the replay then she can go to jail for fucking four years so who knows maybe she will i feel like she will she'll see two black kids on the street corner in fucking california selling lemonade on a fucking 105 degree day and she's gonna go in for the goddamn strike with phones blazing fucking damn click clack goddamn purse fake ass jewelry fucking make a noise her fucking heels clicking and clacking across the goddamn fucking sidewalk the fucking mercedes her sugar daddy or actual fucking husband bought her and maybe she'll go to jail for four years and become someone's you know cigarette exchange piece then our next uh new story um kamala harris vice president kamala harris made some announcements on her new focus which is Asian diplomacy. 
She has been on several trips the past year and a half, I believe, to the region. You know, China, Japan, South Korea, Vietnam, Philippines, you know, Malaysia, etc., etc. Look, I don't. I, I'm be honest. I I don't. I just I don't like Kamala Harris like at all. Um, a bit of a demon ass snake, if you ask me. You know, when she was like DA or whatever in California, she was locking a bunch of you know people for drug charges. And a lot of it was simple drug possession charges. Um, got her a little bit of a bad rap there, and she's just. I don't know. She's fucking bland, cookie cutter. I just, I don't fucking, I don't fucking like her. Okay. And like, you know, she's on those podcasts talking about she used to smoke. But then like, you know, with glee and bullshit ass joy and the political spin, she's over here fucking locking people up for drug charges. I just, I don't like her. I never liked her as Biden's pick. I just, I fucking do not like her. As vice president, I don't like her as a fucking district attorney. I don't like her as a politician. Okay, sure, her family looks fucking happy and all that stuff. So I'm pretty sure she's you know a good person in the home. And that's not what the fuck I'm talking about. I never really address that kind of unless it's like something people are being hypocritical on. But I just never liked her as a fucking politician. And she sucks the fucking vacuum. Like, or not the fuck. She sucks the atmosphere, right? Fucking vacuum. What the fuck? She sucks the atmosphere. You know, out of the goddamn room. Like a goddamn vacuum. Landed that motherfucker right there. <laughs> She's not. I don't know if anyone's ever watched a fucking interview with her. Do it just once and you'll see what the fuck I'm talking about. It's so boring. It's so dry. And she's like smiling and giggling and laughing, so she thinks she's fucking funny. But like the people around her are just like, you could smell the fucking fake laughter. I don't know, it's like she's just not properly prepared or some shit. I don't know if that's her fucking team or what the fuck is going on with that. But I just, I don't fucking like her. She's known for all these fucking bullshit gabs. Her first interview when she was talking about the, the immigration shit and she was telling people, just don't come here. It's look at what's going on. Just don't come here. Motherfucker, that's not going to stop them. And sure, they might get treated like shit if they get caught at the border by border patrol and shit. Riding on their fucking horses and shit and whipping fucking people as they come across the goddamn river like it's fucking 19 fucking 89 or some wild shit. But don't come here. Don't come here. Look at what's going on. It's a whole lot better than what the fuck is going on in their country, which is being fucked by us, by the way. Don't come here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't even think no one noticed anything she does because she's such a fucking just a mood suck. Just think about it. Have you heard anything? That Harris has done, and I know VPs don't get you know coverage in the news and blah blah blah. blah. I heard about Biden a shit ton. I heard about Dick Cheney a shit ton. I wasn't alive before then, but well, I was alive, but I wasn't old enough to fucking like pay attention to goddamn politics. But I still fucking heard about these people. I still knew about these people. 
I still kind of remember someone hearing about Al Gore. But like, and Mike Pence, heard shit about his ass. But fucking Kamala, you just, you, I don't know. Just fucking just like she's like there. It's like everyone, when they see her, forgets that she's vice president. Until someone else announces it. Not her, not her security, but until someone else says it. But yeah, she went to Asia. Um, it was on a tour or whatever. And she was on a boat in the Philippines, I believe. And was asked about... Because, you know, Trump has announced that he's, you know, running for president. In 2024, God help us fucking all. And um, she was asked if Biden will be running. And then she will be, you know, running alongside him. She said that as far as she knows, the president intends to run. And that she will be glad to, you know, be his running candidate again. Or running partner or whatever. And um, according to sources close to Biden, apparently, you know, he's going to think it over during the holiday season with friends and family and then go from there. He's 80. Okay. He'll be like 82 at the time of the election if he wins. He's too goddamn old. And he's starting to lose, you know, he's starting to lose the grips here and there. He is. He's starting to lose the grips here and there. I don't think he fucking knows where the hell he is half the damn time. He's starting to lose the grips here and there. He's still kind of, he's still Joe. But Joe isn't much, much, you know, anymore. Um, now, is he psychotic like Trump? Who's also getting up there in age? No. Obviously not. No one can beat the orange potato at being a fucking psychotic politician. No one. He's the king of the psychotic politicians. But without Biden, Kamala, if she was the fucking selection, which I, I, there's no goddamn way. She would hold the fucking L, okay? The, the big L. Trump would fucking just walk all over her ass. And I don't even mean in the debates. I mean just campaign and all that shit. She's a fucking... She's dry, man. She's not even that old, but I feel like whenever I listen to her, I'm drinking fucking prune juice. So it would be... I don't know. It would be a... It would be a bad move if Biden says he's not running and then they put her up there. You know, and with Pelosi and other old guard members stepping out of the way... This might be a good time to just kind of go for a more youthful, progressive candidate. And I don't mean like AOC light. I mean fucking AOC. Maybe you can dial it back from 11 to fucking 9. That's what you need. If Democrats have that on the goddamn ticket in 2024 with a bunch of promises and all the fucking, you know, House and Senate candidates that are up during that time also repeat those same promises... It's a fucking fuck a red wave. It's a goddamn blue wave. And I don't mean a red wave that turns into a trickle for the same thing for the Democrats. I mean a goddamn blue wave that doesn't turn into just a wave. It's a fucking rogue wave. It's a goddamn tsunami. Because that's what most people want. And, you know, progressive fucking ideals right now. That is what the powerful main voter base 
wants. More fucking government spending on the proper things. Less on bullshit like war. Less tax cuts for the rich. Make the rich pay capital gains taxes. Better fund fucking healthcare so we're not paying 800 goddamn dollars for a fucking EpiPen. Without if you don't have insurance or whatever. The shit that matters. Okay, not going after, you know, fucking bullshit that is just culture war shit that you will never experience. Okay, you will never see. I guarantee you, majority of people will never notice a fucking trans person going into the bathroom of the gender they associate with. I fucking guarantee you, you won't notice it. I guarantee you, God will not spite you. Because some woman seven states away got a fucking abortion. I guarantee you it is not invalidating of your marriage if two men in fucking New York got married while your ass is in Texas. I guarantee you. Shit that does not matter. It's shit that most people agree does not matter. It's weird to fucking be. It's weird the way like these right wing grifters and shit they focus on stuff like that. If you had a youthful progressive candidate, someone who was more goddamn in touch, you would one, move more youth people, more young people to fucking vote for you. You would two, move more fucking millennials to vote for you, like a mass of them, because all of all of us millennials, we know that the fucking previous generation fucked it up. Okay. But in a way, part of this shit could still be fixed. We've still been progressing. They still had no choice but to goddamn coalesce. But every time they give something, they take something else. So you need a youthful progressive candidate. Not Kamala fucking Harris. Not Joe Biden. Not Trump. Honestly, not really any Republican. Especially not the other fucking possibilities of the Republican Party for presidential candidates. Like Ron motherfucking lion ass piece of shit ass DeSantis. You need a youthful progressive candidate. Get Kamala Harris's ass the fuck out of there. Get Biden the fuck out of there. Get all these motherfuckers out of there. Get some AOC styled motherfucker. Put them up there. And I guarantee you they'll run fucking rings on Trump. They will run fucking rings. Which, speaking of topics that affect all Americans, let's get on to two things that happened over the weekend. I'm recording this two days, a day before Thanksgiving. Um, and two incidents took place in the few days before. That have made national news and once again are highlighting a problem here in America. The Club Q shootings in Colorado. And the Walmart shooting in, I believe, Virginia. This is America and this is, this is far too damn common. Way too fucking common way too fucking common there are mass shootings at least like two or three fucking times a week that make the fucking news so what do we know 
As for the Walmart shooting, which happened, I believe, Tuesday, Tuesday night, um, at a change of shift about around 10 p.m., there is currently six people dead, and I believe four, but it could be more by now, injured. This was carried out by a long-term, like a 12-year employee, who was a team lead named Andre Bing. Co-workers described him as being odd, showing off threatening behavior in the past, had paranoid views about the government, and that he was a bit difficult with other employees. Now, Bing entered the break room shortly after 10 p.m. On Tuesday, police said. Uh, one of the survivors of the incident, an employee by the name of Harper, um, states that you know he just left out of the break room. He said this in a video that he had posted on Facebook while it was happening. The gunman just came in there and he started capping people up in there, which you know is his terminology. Started shooting, bro. As soon as I left out the break room, he went in there, man. By the grace of God, yo, Harper says, acknowledging his fortune and not being injured or worse. Now, employees have running stories and warnings about this guy. For anyone that, you know, gets employed there, gets hired or hasn't worked with him before kind of seems like he didn't really have much of a handle on anything like he was very fucking paranoid very fucking antisocial which you know the antisocial part i don't really give a shit that's fine i, don't, I really don't care okay i don't I, i'm somewhat anti-fucking social at times okay i want to be left to fuck alone a lot of times um but to this degree to where it's a fucking quality that's known of me like most people who know me know that when I'm around a group of friends and I at least know a, f a person or two, I'm pretty open, pretty fucking joking and all this shit. But this motherfucker, apparently, according to some of the statements by the like, employees that worked there over the past few years that have experienced him, is basically, he's a fucking, he's just like an ass. He's a fucking ass. Like, even if you wanted the social interaction, he's an ass. Okay, he didn't like being, you know, he didn't like being around people. He didn't like them. He didn't trust the government or anything, which is a lot of these fucking mass shooters, right? They only like being around bigoted, fellow hateful fucking people because the whole narrative of he had mental health issues is in a way bullshit. It's a part of the problem, yes, but it's bullshit at the end of the day. And here's why it's bullshit. Anyone who jumps... To the only solution being fucking putting bullets in people who have nothing to fucking do with your goddamn problems. And even if they did have something to do with your fucking problems, the immediate response should not be, I'm going to put bullets in the motherfucker and kill anyone that gets in the way. That shouldn't be the fucking immediate response. That is the fucking mentality of someone insane. So all these fucking mass shooters are all people who have the worst possible fucking approach to handling problems because their brain immediately fucking snaps whether you kill one person two people three people four thirty 
doesn't matter if your brain snaps to the concept of you need to fucking kill people because your life is shit you are in a mentally you are a mentally ill person period the fact that that keeps getting brought up is is hilarious to me because it's like no shit no duh thanks captain motherfucking obvious everyone on the goddamn news channels it's just it's someone like this i would have fucking avoided i've worked with people like this i have i have worked with people when i worked at fucking regal there was a kid that was a fucking slight oddball okay and i'm not gonna say this kid's name or reference the name of people involved in an incident that i had to let him go for but he was a fucking oddball dude and anytime you had a conversation with him he'd say weird shit about like christianity and about the government and all this weird shit now he didn't like gays and yada yada fucking yada and i would tell him several times bro it's not the fucking approach to goddamn life okay it's fine being christian and all that shit but it's not the approach to life to just fucking one take a book that was written by humans and make it your goddamn life record two act like you're fucking psychotic three constantly try and scare people by telling them about shit that the government's fucking watching and spying them on we all know this shit we do we all know this shit we don't need you to fucking tell us that the government's fucking watching us okay we all fucking know this we've heard of edward snowden okay we've heard of fucking julian assange no one's stupid there's not a goddamn thing you can't do in this fucking world that the government can't tell you you did it if they fucking really wanted to okay these people are hard and weird and odd to work with like the guy i was referring to okay i had to let him go because this motherfucker literally told someone who was lesbian that she was only lesbian because she hadn't had the right dick he said that to her and what makes it even fucking more psychotic is when i asked him just because you're supposed to get two sides of the story and yada yada fucking yada when i asked him brad didn't even fucking try and lie he straight up said yeah i said it and then i had to be the motherfucker to escort this weird motherfucker out and that dude he has, i'm not trying to judge a book by his cover but the way he acted and then the clothes he wore i had never really actually paid attention to him when he came in and left until that moment i was walking him out and he looked like he looked like a columbine shooter he had the long fucking leather jacket on. I was fucking weirded the fuck out escorting him off the premises. Because you had to do that every time you let somebody go. They weren't allowed on the premises or whatever. For I don't know for how long. It was like I think it was like a week or some shit. It was weird. People like that. I just, I don't know, bro. I, I wanted to fire that motherfucker way before then. But you had to have justification, all this bullshit. Motherfuckers like that are everywhere. And they're fucking weird and odd and apparently this is not like this was this guy's thing okay because you know cnn uh, msnbc and all this shit they've been interviewing people that have worked with this motherfucker and one of the things someone said uh someone by the name of bing last name or not last name bing um i can't even pronounce that name i'm just not even gonna do it it was an employee that worked there at the walmart um when she was going to college she said that being threatened to write up maintenance workers who didn't follow his orders. 
I know that's a different quote. Fuck. Joshua Johnson, who was a uh, maintenance worker, said that being threatened to write up maintenance workers who didn't follow orders. Who uh, he worked in the maintenance department at the store until 2019, and he said that those weren't the only threats he issued, alluding to this motherfucker was saying basically psychotic. I'm gonna fucking murder you and beat your fucking ass up type shit shit that he should have been fired for okay you can't tell me the fucking managers of this goddamn store i don't give a fuck how big a goddamn store if, it, if a motherfucker's been there 12 fucking years okay 12 fucking years and there is a running motherfucking warning label by other employees on this motherfucker fire him fire him I don't know what it is uh, what is up with these fucking places that keep the most fucking assholery, high-level fucking weird, completely fucking off individuals employed, okay? It's not hard to identify these motherfuckers. There's a difference between being quiet and being fucking psychotic. There is a difference between being shy and thinking that everyone around you will hate you for your thoughts. There's a difference. This motherfucker is the extreme. I have had people that I worked with at plenty of jobs. Definitely Regal, just referencing again because it's one of the longest jobs I've had that were literally shy or quiet. And sure, there was jokes about like, just wait until she fucking, you know, wait until somebody fucks with her and she's going to pop the fuck off. But it wasn't like pop the fuck off as in she's going to whip out a gun and goddamn shoot everyone. It was like pop the fuck off and fucking humiliate the fuck out of somebody who was goddamn fucking talking shit to him. Fire motherfuckers like this. Get rid of motherfuckers like this. They are a goddamn risk. This motherfucker was running for goddamn 12 years on your shit. So when he gets mad, of course, the first fucking place he was going to go was his job. The place where he's literally been threatening people since 20 fucking 10. He said if he ever got fired, listen to this quote. He said if he ever got fired from his job, he would retaliate and people would remember who he was. We all have said moments where we'll have a boss that's a fucking cunt and we'll say some shit like I would fucking beat the fuck out of this dude or whatever. But for someone to be able to quote this shit after you have committed some fucked up shit where you basically did what you literally said. Talking about if a motherfucker says people would remember who he was, who I was or what the fuck ever, that's a fucking mass shooter waiting for the moment. Okay, that is a mass shooter waiting for the goddamn moment. I have had jobs where I said, I hope the fucking fire alarm goes the fuck off when I'm not at work. I've had jobs where I said, I hope a motherfucker goddamn tires go flat. I ain't never said some shit like people would fucking remember who I was in reference to goddamn work. That's insane. That is a motherfucker who is either A, overworked, B, fucking psychotic, C, a mass shooter, or D, just fucking really, really hates where they are 
or a combination of all those things or three of those things or two of those things. Neither Johnson nor Reese reported their concerns to management, they said. Harper doesn't need a motive to assess the character of a man who shot his colleagues, he says on the Facebook video. That man a coward for that. You kill people ain't did nothing to you. Man, you soft for that. And that's right. Then people in that break room didn't do a goddamn thing to this motherfucking dude. If anything, sounds like he was the motherfucking goddamn consistent fucking menace. And he killed them. He was the menace. And he killed them. He killed people who basically just kind of put up with his motherfucking ass because management wouldn't fire his fucking ass. Fire motherfuckers like this. Get rid of them. They are toxic for your work environment. Toxic. So he was off in the head for certain. You know, all mass shooters are. But this motherfucker was able to acquire firearms and continue to have his threatening employ and threatening behavior while he was employed. And that's kind of a bit of what we know basically right now. Because again, I'm recording this the following fucking day. It's been less than 24 hours since the shooting. But fire motherfuckers like this and motherfuckers where there are multiple people around you that can goddamn equate the factor of you're just fucking off. You shouldn't be able to get a gun. You shouldn't. And I know people say that. Well, that could be very fucking subjective. Out of this, it doesn't seem like very fucking subjective. I want to know what this guy's home life is about because I guarantee it's the same fucking way. He's odd and it's it's hard to be around him. The next thing, the next shooting is the club, the club Q shooting in Colorado. And it's this was, you know, it's difficult to talk about, okay, because Once again, a community that is consistently marginalized and targeted has a safe space of theirs invaded and made into a negative memory. So we currently we currently don't have a motive. Um, but if the court filings are correct. And this is the this is odd. I, I I don't know if this is a fucking gag, a joke. I don't know. But the suspect currently technically could have been a member of the LGBTQ plus community, in that he identifies, you know, as non-binary. And there's the possibility of what that meant for his you know his status i guess per se on who he was attracted to who they were attacked attracted to um i don't know if you know I, I really don't know if this is a joke or a play on them with things for what they did but it is something that has been noted because they requested it be noted in their court filings and they are going to be referred to as MX and then their last name. Um, according to information from a CNN article in the matter for some details about the, sub, uh, the suspect in which it states Aldrich 
experienced cyberbullying on a parody website that contains photos of Aldrich and uses offensive slurs to mock the then teen's weight and accuse Aldrich of engaging in illegal activity, according to an emerging portrait of the alleged shooter pieced together by CNN. The page, which was first reported by the Washington Post, is still active. Now, look, we all get fucking bullied, okay? But if that's true, if someone went to the extent of that shit fucking, and I don't know, it's not difficult to goddamn create a website and all this shit, but I'm, sh I'm assuming it's a fucking website that's got a slight little bit of fucking theater kid, art fucking kid in it, so it's something that you had to put at least more than fucking 15 minutes into to make approachable. Why you fucking bully a kid over weight problems? Shit like that can lead to shit like this. It can. It can lead to someone fucking... Because when you're a kid, every imprint on your brain becomes fucking permanent. Because your brain is still, it's still growing. You're still coming to understand the fucking world. So if a bunch of people were bullying you for your weight, the average person, of course, would, you know take that to internalize depression they would hate their weight they would maybe you know have start developing eating disorders and shit but there are some people out there who would take that shit and they would bury it deep to an external hatred to those around them that caused it and just associate everyone with that and if that's imprinted on you at a young age when you get to be an adult that imprint is going to explode more and more often because it's internalized rage. It's how you view the world is everyone's out to fucking make a gag about how you look. Xavier Kraus, a neighbor of the acute neighbor of the accused uh, shooter, said he and his girlfriend lived across the hall from Aldridge and their mother until September. Kraus said they mostly played video games together, often in Aldridge's apartment. Aldridge would occasionally express hateful attitudes toward people, Kraus recalled. Kraus said he specifically remembered one time Aldridge vocalized verbally that they did not like or slash hated the gays. Using a derogatory term for them, he added that many other outbursts were racial. Aldridge was not someone I would have around my gay friends, Kraus said. The alleged shooter, this is what makes me question the whole non-binary thing, but I'm going to try and respect it if he is, if they are, sorry, if they are just out of courtesy to a human being, regardless of what the human being has done. He said the alleged shooter never mentioned they were non-binary. If someone's having outbursts when they talk about they hate the gays, okay, if they use the gays, if they just broad the fuck out of everyone in that marginalized group from LGBTQ, the gays, okay, red flag. I'm assuming the derogatory term for them was probably the F word or some other fucked up shit. Red flag number two. He added that many other outbursts were racial. Red flag number three, strike motherfucker, you're out. Send this motherfucker home. Okay, I don't know. I don't know who this Krauss guy is. I don't know that well, if he's the neighbor, but I wouldn't have been playing video games with this motherfucker. 
Okay, I just I wouldn't have. Okay, because the moment that shit would have come out, day one, I wouldn't even let him get to any racial shit. If he'd have just said, like, I, I don't really like the gays, or, or the gays creep me the fuck out with all their gayness, or, or they were looking at like a trans person and went, oh, the gays are just so weird. Look at them. I would have just that have been it. Okay, that that would have been fucking it. Okay, you throw the racial shit on there. I might have been hitting the motherfucker, to be honest with you. Especially if he said the N-word around me or some shit, I probably would have hit the motherfucker. Not gonna lie. But, I don't know about the non-binary thing. I don't. I, just, I can't make a call on that. That's what they said in the court filings. I don't know. You're still not gonna get... I don't know if he said he was... I don't know if they said they were that... To maybe get some favor to make it seem like they were a part of the community and it was just they snapped and they went to the only place that they knew i don't know we're waiting on more of that stuff but i don't think they were a fucking regular goddamn club queue if they did go kraus goes to state that aldrich was proud of the weapons they owned according to kraus when Aldrich showed him a weapon one time, Krauss told them, guns like this scare me. Krauss recalled Aldrich telling him, and this is the red fucking alert. Okay, you can say shit like this in movies. You can say shit like this in a goddamn zombie show or some shit. But if a motherfucker says you about this and the world is somewhat fucking stable, somewhat at least, and you can tell that they're kind of a loner and they've said the weird anti-gay stuff and the racial shit if they say this bro it's not the guns it's the people that you gotta be scared of that's someone that at any moment if they get angry enough they're going to let that shit sing on everything in front of them Aldrich going to say that conversation kind of sits with me yeah it would sit with me in the sense of every time i see this motherfucker i'm going the opposite direction we're not talking. I'm not even saying hey and goodbye if we run into the, each other in the hallway. I just don't want to associate with you. I'd rather fucking just be away. You can be a shadow in my life. I can be a shadow in yours. But yeah, I'm not sure about the non-binary thing. I don't know. I do know that he spent a lot of time under his grandmother's care after his mom had some mental issues and arrest, apparently. So his legal guardian became his grandmother. Um, I do know that he had a bomb threat incident, I believe it was last year or two years ago, where she called police on him. His mother, as he had made or threatened her with said homemade bomb. And even recorded a video like on his Facebook where he's in the full fucking kit, body armor, helmets and shit, talking about, you know, the the, the pigs and all this shit or whatever right outside and da-da-da-da-da, the psychotic crazy shit, okay? He got two charges of menacing and three counts of first-degree kidnapping. So I'm assuming he had basically held the mother, grandmother, and someone else under duress during the bomb threat incident and he was saying wild shit in the video shit like you know if they come in here i'm blowing the motherfucker up and all this shit wild shit 
wild crazy shit the situation was already wild but just what he was saying as it was going on even more fucking concerning someone that was unhinged someone that needs fucking legitimate mental health and should not ever be allowed to own a fucking firearm they're too much of a risk as far as the resolution of the bomb case it doesn't right now currently seem clear um it seems possibly like the DA kind of just let that charge maybe even slide, which tells me maybe there was no bomb or either this DA is just unnecessarily too goddamn lax in situations that are clearly concerning. Okay. But somehow this motherfucker, okay, if he had guns before the bomb threat, the guns should be taken the fuck away. Once he's finally the fuck out of jail. If he had guns, if he acquired the guns after the bomb threat, he should have never been able to acquire the guns after. He shouldn't have guns, period. He should not have the ability to get guns, period. Okay? The motherfucker had a bomb threat. He should not have a gun that he can then proceed to go into Club Q and fucking kill people with. Before or after. The guns should not be in there. They shouldn't be in his possession. I mean, what in the fucking hell, America? What in the hell? And it's the same in a lot of these fucking shootings. The shooter is an ultimate mental issue. It, you know, we didn't explode, and yet they can still get guns and, and fucking shit tons of fucking ammunition without issue. And usually this stuff is all fucking hate-based. It's fueled by some right-wing grifters who are in the fucking gun lobby's pocket and just making culture war issues out of shit that is fucking harming people. And then they put targets on the back of groups that are marginalized and turn the people who are mentally unstable onto those groups, telling them to kill them, telling them to be fearful, uh, you know, that these motherfuckers are, you know gonna come for you or something like like all the gays were gonna as he put it the gays were gonna you know jump into my fucking apartment and start having butt sex with me i don't know i don't know what the fuck was going on in his mind i don't know what right wing gritters this motherfucker was listening to i don't know what rabbit hole this motherfucker went down he should have never had a gun and the people who fucking pushed him to the edge to target these fucking people need to be held accountable too you don't have to pull a gun if you're telling people that because someone is something, because that's just how they are, they should die. Okay. Someone who, you know, these people who hate the gays, fear the LGBTQ community, despise the blacks and Latinas, shit only Asians. Believe the government is watching them despite fucking working low paid labor for fucking Walmart. These people should not be allowed to have guns. I'm sorry. I get it. It's, 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 it's your fucking goddamn Second Amendment right and all that bullshit, which doesn't state that you have the right to fucking have a gun. It states that each state has the right to a militia, which is the National Guard. 
which is why each fucking governor, whenever there's like a hurricane or a natural goddamn disaster, is the one who calls it the National Guard, not the fucking president. But it's fine. I don't really give a shit that you have a gun. If you're a responsible gun owner, it's fine. Because if you're a responsible gun owner, I know you're not going to just take the gun and go fucking shoot people. You're going to take the gun and you're going to use it for protection of your home. You're going to take the gun and you're going to go to a gun range and just shoot at targets. It is what it is. I cannot change that now. The shit's been around for fucking decades. It's fucking ingrained into American society, unfucking fortunately. And I can't change that. And that is what it is. But people who are fucking just gone cannot be allowed to purchase fucking weapons people that just go down fucking right-wing rabbit holes dude and i swear to god if we hear from the fbi or, or the local sheriff's department or the fucking police or what the fuck ever saying that these motherfuckers were on their goddamn radar and there were people there they were watching i'm gonna fucking lose my motherfucking mind because if you're watching them why in the fucking flying five hells of fucking goddamn cop lights were you able to fucking let these motherfuckers get guns and if you're watching them how in the fuck did they do what they did i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it the change in accountability needs to be fucking made it needs to start in two places okay right-wing motherfucking grifters are the starting point commentators who talk non-stop about race wars the gays they're transing your kids the government hiring irs agents that come after you in your trash ass trailer or your grandma's fucking basement pushing the narratives that the world is near the end every goddamn day and it's all because the gays can now marry or because disney put a millisecond fucking lesbian kiss in a fucking buzz lightyear movie they need to be held goddamn accountable because they start this shit. They push people down these fucking rabbit holes where they can't find sanity. They can't find fucking logical reasoning. Then you need to move fucking a large amount of funds, a fucking large amount of funds and support to create a, ro a more robust fucking mental health care system. Okay? There's not enough therapists. There's not enough people to talk to. There's not enough fucking options when your goddamn mind is going the fuck off the end in this country. And there are plenty of motherfuckers that are an hour away from doing what these two motherfuckers did. Could be the same goddamn situation. Could be slightly different. There are plenty of motherfuckers. Everyone on planet fucking Earth knows someone that is fucking a fucking hour away from snapping. The whole Joker quote about how we're all just one fucking bad day away from goddamn fucking insanity is true. It could be anyone. Anyone can go off the goddamn deep end. It could be someone normally fucking stable and their mind can fucking snap. But motherfuckers like this seem to be the commonality. Motherfuckers that have history of issues, that have history of fucking troubles and problems mentally, emotionally, and they still get guns. They still get guns. Okay. I have had mental fucking issues. I will admit it. I will say it openly. I have tried to in my life several times. Thankfully, I failed. 
There's not a chance in hell I would let myself ever get a gun. Not for a very long time. I need to be fucking stable before I fucking do that. Okay, I need to know and understand that I am not going to sink back to the fucking level that I was when I tried to hurt myself. Because I don't need a fucking gun. It is a bad idea to put a gun in the hands of someone who has a history of mental issues. I'm getting help now. I'm discovering things and discovering my fucking self and, and making myself fucking better. But I still would not fucking get a gun. You can buy a gun in this country in an hour. Which is why I brought up that number. You could buy a gun in this country in an hour in a fuck ton of places. A lot of fucking places. And I don't mean a goddamn back alley with some fucking damn underage kids that want you to fucking buy some beer for them and will give you a gun in exchange. Or or, or, or some fucking gang members buying a gun. Or, or, or some mafia motherfuckers coming in off a goddamn boat with fucking imported fucking extreme firearms. No, I am talking about... A supposed law-abiding citizen, okay, can literally get a gun in an hour in a fuck ton of places on this country. A ridiculous fucking amount. You walk in that motherfucker where there's a goddamn Walmart, where there's a motherfucking gun store, where there's a motherfucking army subpro store. What the fuck ever. You can go online and buy these fucking shits and get shit within an hour. Within an hour. We need better gun control laws. It's not about these motherfuckers' mental fucking health. Okay? We need better gun control laws. Because if you have better gun control laws, the mental health aspect, they wouldn't be able to get the fucking gun if they had the mental health fucking problems. And if you don't believe me, there are plenty of other countries who take into factor the mental health issues or the fucking social conditioning of people trying to buy guns whole nine fucking yards for instance let's just go i'm just gonna go down a fucking list japan okay in order to get a gun in japan you have to this is from a new york times article uh titled you can go look at their chart yourself how to buy guns in 16 countries Okay, so let's look at Japan first. I'm not going to go through all of them. Let's look at Japan. Take a firearm class and pass a written exam, which is held up to three times a year. Get a doctor's note saying you are mentally fit and do not have a history of drug abuse. Apply for a permit to take firing training, which may take up to a month. Describe in a police interview why you need a gun. Pass a review of your criminal history, gun possession record, employment, involvement with organized crimes, personal debt, and relationships with friends, family, and neighbors. Apply for a gun powder permit. Take a one-day training class and pass a firing test. Obtain a certificate from a gun dealer describing the gun you want. If you want a gun for hunting, apply for a hunting license. Buy a gun safe and ammunition locker that meets safety regulations. Allow police to then inspect your gun storage. Pass an additional background review. Buy a gun. What about New Zealand? 
pass a background check that considers criminal, medical, mental health, and domestic violence records. Provide character references. Authorities interview or advise in person your partner or next of kin. Pass a home security inspection that checks for proper firearm storage. Take a gun safety course. Wait for approval for a firearms license, which could take weeks or months. Then buy a gun. South Africa. Join an accredited hunting or shooting club or document a need for self-defense. Complete firearm safety training and pass a written test and practical assessment. Give two employers, friends, or community leaders as references. Get fingerprinted, pass a review of criminal behavior, history of domestic violence and drug abuse, and in some cases, interviews with family and neighbors. Buy a gun safe that meets safety regulations. Allow police to then inspect your storage. Wait several months for a federal review of your application, then buy a gun. Our southern neighbor, Mexico. Get a letter from the local authorities confirming that you do not have a criminal record. Submit a letter showing your employment status and pay. Pass a background check that considers criminal history, employment, and current gun ownership. Then travel to Mexico City, where the only store authorized to sell guns is located. Get fingerprinted there, then buy a gun. Sounds like a lot, right? Sounds like a lot. Do you know how short America's is? How to buy a gun in 16 countries. This is how short America's is. United States. Pass an instant background check that considers criminal convictions, domestic violence, and immigration status. Two. Buy a gun. That's it. And then they highlighted and put in quotations after the buy a gun is many states have additional buying restrictions, including waiting periods and expanded background checks, though not clearly enough. Roughly a third of American gun owners buy guns without a background check, which federal law does not require when buying directly from a private seller. Okay, in other words, if you go to a gun show and you buy a gun, that person does not need to background check you, depending on the state they're in. And there are a fuck ton of states where it's not going to happen. And that's America's little snippet. All these other countries have fucking paragraphs on how to get a gun, except for Yemen who's somewhat like America, where their answer is just go to a gun market or find a seller online, then buy gun. And it literally states in quotations, Yemen has the second highest gun ownership rate in the world after the United States. While Yemeni law states that buyers must obtain guns from licensed dealers and registers with the authority, with the authorities, the law is largely unenforced. So in other words, Yemen doesn't even fucking goddamn count. Okay? Yemen does not even fucking count. And yet somehow, we are in the same fucking state of gun law. Just slightly better than fucking Yemen. Where they have a law. But the law is literally you can basically buy a gun from anyone. That's it. We are slightly fucking better than that. Slightly. Slightly. Slightly.
and we are America. That's fucking insane. It's insane. We can go on and on. If you want, just fucking look up the New York Times how to buy guns in 16 countries. It's under their world section. And it goes to it goes to fucking uh, China, Israel, Russia, Brazil, Britain, Germany, India, Canada, Austria, Australia, Mexico, South Africa, New Zealand, Japan, and us. All these countries except for Yemen and fucking, I'd say, kind of in a way, South Africa, are fucking wealthy, powerful goddamn nations. And have better gun control laws than, than the supposed greatest wealthy, powerful fucking nation. They don't have these fucking mass shootings every goddamn week. They're not losing 30, 40 fucking people a fucking week or more to goddamn fucking gun violence. And a lot of people aren't fucking getting their guns in these countries from private sellers with no background check, no fucking written record on the goddamn shit fucking being transferred to you. Nothing. You give some random motherfucker the money. And that's it. You get the gun. There is no accountability and understanding in America, despite this being a gun loving fucking nation about the true dangerous nature of guns. Okay. People say you can get a knife and do the same thing as a gun, which is true. But you got a better chance of surviving a motherfucker with a knife than you do a motherfucker with a gun. And a knife has more purpose than a fucking gun. Okay? A knife could cut some motherfucking bread. It could spread some goddamn jelly and motherfucking peanut butter. It could cut wood pickings if you need to start a goddamn fire when your asses gather some wood, motherfucker. It can open a goddamn can with some maneuvering if you're hunting and you forgot a goddamn can opener. Its sole purpose, the sole purpose of a fucking knife does not exist because it doesn't have a sole purpose, unlike a gun, which has one sole fucking purpose. A gun is literally designed to take the life of whomever is standing in front of the barrel. And hell, it might take even more life if the bullet goes straight through a motherfucker or misses and then ricochets. A ricocheting bullet could still kill your motherfucking ass. There is no other purpose to goddamn firearms, to fucking guns, outside of fucking murder, outside of death. Even when people are playing around in a goddamn firing range, death is still a high possibility. It's why when you go to a firing range, the people who run the range and supervise things are extremely fucking strict. Because they have an understanding of guns. It's the, one of the reasons why if you're ever with someone who is a gun owner that is extremely responsible. They're not just going to invite you into the house and fucking show you their goddamn gun the first time. They're not going to just hand it to you loaded. 
Because people who truly understand what the fuck a firearm can do and take that responsibility are going to eliminate as much of the risk as possible whenever they pull that gun out. The barrel will always be facing fucking down until they are ready to fucking fire. The safety will fucking always be on. And if they're not in a situation where they intend to fucking fire the gun, the fucking clip or the magazine or what the fuck ever you want to call it, the barrel and everything will be fucking empty. They will do their best to ensure that there is no fucking probability that a bullet can fly out of that barrel. Because they, they, they know that the end result of any fucking gun is death. It is lethality. It is death. That is the end fucking result. If the gun does its job, whatever was in front of it when the trigger was pulled is to die. And this is why you have to you have to just you have to stay safe out there. You always have to fucking be aware of your surroundings. I'm always fucking checking my surroundings, always looking at people. I don't give a fuck what color you are. I don't give a fuck what group you're a part of, what the fuck your sexual creed is or whatever. I'm always being fucking aware. OK, you have to be aware of your surroundings in today's fucking world because shit can pop off at any fucking moment. And you've always got to be aware of your surroundings and have a fucking out. Okay. I, I don't go to places and sit too far from the fucking front door. I don't. I always want to have a fucking out. I don't like going to out to eat and sitting in the goddamn back of the fucking restaurant. I want an out. Whether it's by a fucking window or by the front fucking door. Or if it's in the back, it needs to be by the goddamn kitchen door so I can run the fuck through there and get the fuck out. I want it out. Always do. And if you know of someone that is leaning towards purchasing a gun, please, even if it's fucking annoying, make sure they understand the responsibility that comes with that. Even it is, even if it, you know, it's it's easy in the states to get one, whatever state you're in, even if it's easy, make sure they understand the responsibility that comes with that. You are holding a weapon that has one fucking purpose, okay? One, to kill. Whether it's a goddamn piece of paper, a human, a deer, a fucking bunny, doesn't matter. It's to kill. And most important of all, until our politicians stop sucking the gun industry's fucking cock like a goddamn pro and start taking fucking responsibility and holding accountability to things stop promoting the goddamn right-wing narrative narratives okay and ensure everyone's safety to the best degree fucking possible understand that going out to clubs and partying going out for a fucking walk this is even house parties and shit house parties have lately also been in the goddamn news for mass shooting incidents i think it was in fucking i don't know if it was you see the Baltimore fucking Chicago like two, three weeks ago, like six or seven people got fucking shot at a house party with people that all knew each other and still a motherfucker decided to pull out a gun and start shooting. If you're going out for a fucking walk, getting into a small bit of road rage, 
seeing someone angry at work continuously and talking under their goddamn breath about motherfucking just y'all know who i am when i'm fucking out of here type shit or just fucking breathing okay you live under a constant threat in this country that can explode at any motherfucking time and yes that is the same around the whole fucking world yes even though all that shit that motherfuckers go through to get a gun and keep a gun and all those other countries that we went through from the new york times article yes they have had a mass shooter incident or two not in the past week not in the past month not in the past quarter not in the past year but like in the past like a decade okay the japanese former prime minister that got assassinated the guy who shot him shot him with a homemade fucking gun okay because it was impossible for him to get an actual motherfucking gun bro shot him with like a homemade fucking blunderbuss And yes, he still did what he fucking intended and set out to do, but he had to go through so many motherfucking steps just to get to that point. And it's all those opportunities and all those moments that we don't have in America to avoid shit like this, bro. You're clocking in at 10 o'clock in fucking Walmart. You're goddamn going to Club Q, going to party with these people that are part of your community that you've come to grow and love. And in an instant, an environment where everyone's having fun and having a good time, or at least is, you know, discussing what the fuck they're going to do tonight as far as work or, you know, if they're stocking fucking shelves or working the goddamn self-checkout. In an instant, a motherfucker opens a, uh, opens a door and everyone fucking gets shot. And there was no roadblocks into them being able to do that. None. Not a single fucking roadblock. One of the motherfuckers literally threatened three people and a bunch of fucking cops with a fucking bomb and still was able to get guns still was able to fucking go on a rampage this is the america that we live in it is the solutions are literally in every fucking country around us mexico has better gun control laws than we do and yes the cartel goes the fuck off down there where do you think they're getting them fucking guns that's all i'm saying But they still have better gun control laws than us. The solutions are literally all the fuck around us in our allies and the way they handle fucking gun ownership. I'm not saying you have to give up your guns, but people are not living safe. People every day have to worry about the possibility that the coffee shop they visit, the McDonald's drive through they're sitting in what the fuck ever the job they're working at their fucking child's daycare could turn into a goddamn bloodbath and nothing is fucking being done our politicians just literally fucking have the ashiest knees on fucking planet earth because they are sucking the hell out of the gun industry non-fucking-stop while people are paying for it with their fucking lives. I hate to end on a fucking bad note. But. Just be safe out there. Be aware. This is Rando Shot. Your host of the Rando Shot podcast. 
I'm glad you could join us. Hope you, you know, were kept involved. It's a bad word for, I guess, for that latter part, but I hope you were entertained. I hope we informed you of some things and discussed some stuff you either wanted to know more about or haven't heard about before. You can find us on many, many podcast servicing websites from, you know, Anchor through Spotify to RSS.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc., etc., so forth and so on. Share this podcast with your friends. Rate our show if possible. We are launching a Patreon in the coming days with our top tier going to be shout outs daily or with every podcast. Uh, voting rights on the next narrative episode topics and probably getting that podcast at least a day early or several hours early maybe as well as even if you if you wanted to as well the the script for that podcast you know we're, we're thinking of a lot of ways to you know give that tier some some love make it worth it which it won't be a shit ton. I'm not going to be like one of those motherfuckers who's like, oh, you know, $100 to listen to be on the top tier of my podcast. Be a member of the mob. No, it'll probably be like $10 at most, maybe 15 if we get big enough at most. It's not going to be fucking ridiculous. Um, and we also will have like a simple giving tier kind of if you want to like, I think the minimum I could set it, which is weird. I thought you could do a dollar, but I think it was telling me when we were looking at it the minimum you could set it as three so that's what that will be set at it wouldn't be fucking ridiculous um and since we are now um using anchor by spotify as our main uploading platform if you are listening on spotify there is two channels of the random shop podcast it has to be that way because of rss.com we're going to keep our podcast there in case people want to watch it, um, I might change the logo. Um, that way it'd be easier or something. The main one you want to look for when you're on Spotify is the one with that has the tag of society as the tag. And if you open it, you'll see a question after every episode, after each episode, a question or a poll or something like that, um, which will cover either the main topic or just a random fucking topic, some random stupid ass question. Keep you guys involved and interact with the channel. You know, has something to talk about. Maybe a question that you can then ask people that you're sitting around listening to the podcast with about. And then have a conversation about that, whether it's politics, you know, whatever, whether it's about Pete Davidson's massive, massive Johnson. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. I just I want to get you guys involved. You are members of the mob. Okay. This is for you guys to learn and just hear shit be able to have a voice so i can't wait to start all that stuff get it growing uh the patreon is under our name but and it is currently published but i need to make a few changes to it but once you look it up it's just like random shot if you want to give anything to it um and we're looking for more avenues to do that stuff currently have some pitches from sponsors so that might start appearing in episodes in the future um maybe like a readout or some shit try and make it quick but uh anyways i love you all i can't wait to do more of this with you and remember 
It is all because we live in a capitalist society. Happy holidays. You'll be hearing from us again. I can promise you that. Peace. you folks still standing around for eh? get the calls in the reform the rando shorts podcast will be back i promise you that yeah okay our host requires rest a lay down and some tea stand together listen again if the message must be replayed be not afraid people Reform and change are inevitable. And you have the bloody power. That's what you got, yeah? But anyways, to the next time on a random shorts bloody fucking podcast. Make sure you share, yeah? Thank mm-hmm. you.